1: To the Welcome Home Podcast. I am your host. Your ghost host. (laughs) Kindly step all the way in, please. And make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 66 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I have uh, Trevor and Damon here along with me. Uh I, I know we're we're late on this one, so we're a day later than usual. But you know, glad that everybody's here. Like like Damon said,
0: Tom had to get uh, escorted off the Skyliner.
2: Hmm.
1: I I was actually the one that posted that. Yes, I
0: that
2: was Tom. Oh, Tom was joking either. himself, which is <laughs> unusual. Uh. Yeah,
1: no. I, I I mean, I'm always joking about myself. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, yeah, that's, it was just, you wait, know, wait, you...
2: You to make sure that we all have to work on our, you know, Toastmaster stuff for this episode as well. What, what do you mean? So everyone's got to knock down their bad habits. I have to remember what mine were from, oh. the, last, from the last email and make sure that I correct them all. Oh, I'm a you're... Toastmaster graduate, so that like hurts <laughs> me. So I have you're to ta- work a little bit harder here. You're talking <laughs> about like the verbal crutches, like, yes, like, I like, to, like, I, like, I'm, and I'm yes. going to they, do you know, a better uh, job
1: um and you know those types of things for all for all of our fans i'm going so you're trying you're trying to say we're going to be a more professional podcast that doesn't uh oh, i don't care what you guys like, do uh, I, yeah. I, I don't far. care
2: what you guys do i'm going to make sure that that i up my game
0: yeah I, I don't think we're going to go as far as saying we're professional i think
2: dame is just saying i mean we try to be yeah <laughs> I, I felt like last time though i could even understand where that was coming from like Previous episodes, maybe not so much, but I I agree the last time it felt a little more, you know, but it's interesting. It felt a little more cozy. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing either. But you're right. Sometimes on the episodes, I'll speak to you guys like we're in the same room and we're having a conversation amongst ourselves. So, I don't know if that's a bad thing. I don't think I don't, it is. But. Yeah,
1: I don't think it's a bad thing either. Um, yeah, I, I just said, um, again. <laughs> do you know, in the, early, this is true. In the early days, uh, of the podcast, well, I used to go back and edit out a lot of those, those verbal crutches because it used to drive me nuts. I, so I used to go back and try to get rid of some of them because it was so bad. We used to do it a lot. We used to do it a lot more than we do it now, I would say.
0: Yeah. I just stopped listening to myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's also another solution uh, where you just stop listening to the podcast altogether. I mean, I don't want. Well, I never listen to the to podcast. So. Yeah, that's...
2: <laughs> yeah, I can barely make it through once. What are you guys crazy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't ever listen to it. I don't want to hear my own voice. I, I hear my own voice you don't in don't my listen head. To it?
2: Don't you have to like edit it? That's like listening to it ten yeah, times over. I, mean, I don't listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, I listen to parts of it. Do you like make little notes like where you need to
1: edit? Then I do make little notes. Yeah. Huh. Okay. As we're talking, that makes sense. I, then, <laughs> yeah. As we're talking, I like, make oh, little. Oh, David notes. screwed up
2: here. Ten twenty-four. <laughs> I have to remember that.
1: <laughs> I do. I make little notes along the way of uh, of time stamps of where we're at when we that's make mistakes, and, and yeah, they mean... send us an invoice
0: for all of our little ups. <laughs> for all of his time. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's that's what I do. Uh, I mean, it has to happen, right? So hey, otherwise, I'd be—I can't listen to the whole thing all the way through after I just I, did I it. It takes you way did, too long, and no. I was like,
2: "Wow, that would be a brutal." No,
1: no, that oh no, it'd be that would be terrible. I would I would hate that. So anyway, I,
2: we're off yeah, topic. Anyway, three minutes
1: in. I mean, you know, and it doesn't take long for us to get off topic. I threw you know in there too. i'm now I feel like I'm just going to do it on purpose, just uh, because
2: I I'm I <laughs> no, it's in my I had to better myself. I'm sorry, you guys. I have to better myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I don't disagree. I, I also think people don't realize. You, I think everyone thinks it's really easy to just do this, to just you know talking to a microphone about something you really like and enjoy. But it it's harder than you think it is,
2: uh, you know. Well, and it's funny because I think sometimes in my head I'll be having a conversation with somebody in person, and I'll even make note of, "Wow, I said that twice." It's kind of like when you know grammarly goes hey you use that you know you started your sentence with the same word three times in a row you might want to correct that like it's the same sort of thing i do that in person and i go oh i said that you know hmm, i have to think about that <laughs> again and i have to make the correction so i think that uh, even even in person uh, it happens but i would agree with you it's i don't necessarily find it hard but i find it hard to make sure that i'm not making my crutches you know going you know holding on to the edge you of just the said pool. you know. Well, holding on to the edge of the pool, I have to stop that.
0: The the, the point is, is self-improvement is is something worth attempting, regardless of doing the podcast or not, right?
2: (laughs) And it's funny, I think that if I was to go into a meeting and have a discussion, I think I would do a better job at it. But again, I think a little bit of this is just that cozy feeling of kind of chit-chatting.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, I don't want it to be I, – I think that's part of what people really like about our show is that it – and we've heard this from several people is that people like that it just sounds like a couple friends just talking. And, and you know, when you talk with your friends, you don't worry about verbal crutches, right?
2: Right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> on to trevor extra life yeah there yeah, you yeah, go trevor do you want to trevor. talk about <laughs> your
1: extra life thing again and plug that
0: yes i absolutely do i i made a post over uh or just before the weekend there and uh thank you to everyone so far who has sent me donations uh we we really appreciate it. we're actually Wait, tom, honor-
2: tom is the is the podcast donating to trevor I mean, the podcast can the, donate the, the to Trevor. The podcast should donate mm-hmm. to Trevor, I think.
1: I feel like we, I feel like we should, we should match any donations up to your goal.
0: Uh, you he's probably, almost at his goal though. Yeah. I was, I was going to say we're, we're close to oh, our goal okay. and I don't know if uh, we can talk about that offline, <laughs> 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 but because of Wait. that, no, we are, we are actually really close to our goal and and I think we might uh, pass it this year, which I'm super happy about. And uh, I just did want to say thank you to everybody who has, uh, donated who listens to the podcast you guys I saw awesome. some of those people yeah.
2: right like I, I found that to be like again even for me and i'm not actually even doing it trevor is but i was like wow that is really nice that some people that just listen to the podcast and just listen to us donated right am i correct on that trevor
0: yeah absolutely
2: and i think that's absolutely phenomenal and thank you to everybody like i think that like i said it really made me feel good and again i'm not even involved in it, it still made me feel good
0: and and that's the point is, you know, we all feel good about it and kids all get to, uh, you know, have a better experience, uh, with the children's hospitals. So, so for myself, particularly I'm playing for, uh, the Alberta Children's Hospital, but extra life is across the country. So they, so they don't just work with, with my local hospital. It's, it's all over Canada and the US. And I believe they actually have some international hospitals now too. So, um, again, it's, it's always, it's always good to you know find something that you can do to give back to organizations like that and this is how myself and my brother choose to do that and yeah if you guys are interested again it's on october 19th uh we're going to be going for 24 hours straight playing video games uh, we're going to have some vr going in there uh nintendo switch and j- just kind of uh you know lots of multiplayer stuff it's going to be me and my brother and my son uh, my son will be there for most of it. He's he's kind of uh arguing that he thinks he should stay up for the full twenty four hours and I'm wait how kinda,
2: old is he again now? He's eleven. And oh, I, that's I, a, I that's a tough one. It's just, that's on the cusp.
0: Yeah, it is. I, I just don't think he'll be able to make it, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, if if you guys want to tune in, uh I'll I'll make sure I post the link again before uh before we start and uh yeah you can go to the the website or to the donation website and my stream is embedded right in there so you can watch right from there and see us make fools of ourselves (laughs) i don't think i can
2: do 24 hours well i I don't i know i can't do 24 hours of video gaming
0: it's way harder than you think like as much as i'm a gamer and i love gaming that long of a session is super hard
2: (laughs) i will tell you that back in my gaming days prior to you know me not caring about sleep so much. I used to play EverQuest. I think I hit eighteen hours. That was probably my max wow. in a row. Um, I like I said, I don't think I could do that again. But <laughs> at that point, it was a, it was a fun experience.
0: Yeah, and, and and that's why we only do this once a year because I've if when I'm I was a, for
2: the other three hundred something days. Yeah,
0: exactly. We when I was a kid, our, same thing is. Yeah, we had a couple of sessions that went you know well into the night or. There was one day I actually played until sunup. Like, it wasn't a full 24 hours, but we we played all through the night,
2: and I paid for that.
0: And now, every year, I'm noticing it more and more.
2: <laughs> and it's funny. I'm I'm older than these two guys, so, like, the games that I would play, I remember playing, like, Bard's Tale. Like, when mm-hmm. you had those, like, old RPGs, like, that had, like, really good stories, and they weren't online. It was just, you know, you and your party against, you know, the game, pretty much. I would play those for a while, like... Those are the things that I used to really play a lot, and I, I got caught up in some, you know, Bard's Tale marathons. But again, nothing, nothing super crazy. Yeah. What's this podcast about again? Well,
0: <laughs> it, it's about Disney, and I, I was going to try and Wait, segue so what into what Disney games
2: are you going to play? You going to play Ducktales?
0: Yeah, actually, I, I do have the Disney Afternoon collection on Steam. So uh, that's okay. got like DuckTales and Tailspin and Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the old Nintendo games in there. Mm-hmm. So I do try to make sure I boot those up. Uh, I was thinking
2: I... Wait, what I, about Goonies? I, I used to love that game.
0: I have it on the original Nintendo, but I don't know if I can get that hooked up to my TV anymore. <laughs> okay, is uh, a good one. I was actually going to look uh I need to talk to my brother about possibly firing up Epic Mickey as well which was uh, uh okay. It was it was a fun uh game on the okay. Wii so
2: Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that one.
0: Yeah, it's got got a lot of good throw throwbacks and stuff. Unfortunately, I don't have a, a most recent console or else I would actually play Kingdom Hearts, but I never did buy a PS4. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts would have been a good one. That would have yeah. been a good one. I would agree. You guys I feel like you
1: got to do like that. the. I think we said this last time. I, you know, because I, I have like you know the emulators and play. I'll play with like the old Lion King game and like the old Aladdin. Those game. are against the law, Tom. Those Why are, are those everywhere. against the law? For for a charity stream. Oh, for the emulators. Yeah, yeah, but you can get those now. Like on, I think you can get them on Xbox now. I, I think I read that somewhere that Disney was pushing out those games until like oh, the Xbox. All the games. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like so you can play those on there.
0: Yeah, some, some of them are getting relicensed. It's, it's a bigger issue of licensing than, uh, than just them remaking them. It's, you know, that there's companies like Acclaim that have, hold the IPs for those, which is super annoying. It's kind of the same problem that, uh, Disney has with Spider-Man right now, where Sony actually owns it. So they have a hard time making movies. They have the same problem in the video game space.
1: Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, the, the, there's definitely some cool Disney games you can play, right? So yeah. that's cool that I'm glad you're doing that.
0: Yeah, and we'll we'll find that, but then also there, the uh, the VR stuff is fun too. So would you we, have an
2: Oculus or now?
0: Uh, we have a, a Vive. Okay. So my brother actually uh, does development with it, so he's got a really cool setup for it.
2: Cool. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so that's, that's, that's cool. So yeah, if you, so you're pretty close to your goal at this point. And what is that? What is the date of the broadcast again? I forgot. Uh, It's October 19th.
0: October 19th. Okay. So you got a couple more weeks here. Yeah. Yeah. Just little, little less than two weeks here.
1: You know, in my younger days, I used to do stuff like stay up for 24 hours and I, I I would probably do it if like Magic Kingdom stayed open for 24 hours again, like they, they did previously. I'd do it for
0: that. That'd be Be, cool. You think you could do 24 hours at, not at this
1: age i don't know with a lot of red bull maybe <laughs> yeah at magic kingdom that would be tough
0: yeah cuz you know video games are one thing because it's you know You're sitting down. yeah it's contained in a room and like even though we get up with the vr and stuff you can still relax yeah you can still relax i couldn't imagine doing that in magic kingdom
2: you'd have to eat a lot right so i used to watch those shows yeah. with the with the people that go fishing and things like that right and they say that the big thing is is that you just got to take it in a calorie somewhere your body can handle it if you take in the calories, so. Not yeah, eating in Magic true. Kingdom. <laughs> wow, we're
1: all like dead today,
2: huh? Churros and Dole Whip.
1: We usually yeah. don't do this late, so I think it's just, you know, we had like a real like day today. As well, it's still like a weekend day. So. Yeah, I,
0: I think, I think what's happened, cause I know Tom, you, you just got back from your trip as well, right? Yeah. So, so I think we're all kind of, we're a little off right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, and the episode and, that time forgot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, people will still like it. It'll still be well thought of. Will it? Because uh, I actually looked at the list and go,
2: "Oh, this one's kind of boring." That's good. Great. Well, why
0: don't we start with that's your you your trip because I, I think that's an interesting. A whole bunch of interesting stuff that I want to hear about.
2: But don't ruin anything though.
1: For well, it's, I won't ruin anything. It's funny though, cause I was, I started, I was thinking to myself, wow, this trip was really uneventful. And then as I started writing stuff down, I was like, oh, I actually did quite a, quite a bit of things on this trip. So. Uh, those of you that, that checked in, uh, you know, and, and I, I didn't post on social media as much as I usually do. And I, a couple people tried to find me for the hat, but I wasn't doing it every day on a consistent basis. So I apologize for that. It was kind of a crazy trip. It was a very different trip than I've ever taken. Uh, before it was, it was, you know, we're usually the two that are up early in the morning there for rope drop and there till you know, late, late at night, if not late in the afternoon. Um but you know some of the some of the people that were with me we were with a larger group this time and it was very different for us because we we've really never done uh, a large group like that before you know we we've really kept it to a fairly small contained group we've never had as many people as we had on this on this trip and and you know kind of navigating The different ways that people kind of go about their days was, was interesting. So, um, we often on this trip did not get our start until like nine or 10 o'clock where we didn't get to the parks until like nine or 10 o'clock. Um, you know, we had every intention of showing up at, uh, Galaxy's Edge at, at 6 a.m. And that just didn't happen. Um, one of the members of my party got strep throat in the middle of the, (laughs) the trip. So that was challenging. Um, and then my wife had a family emergency and uh, had to actually leave our trip in the middle of the trip. She actually flew out of Orlando, uh, back home. Uh, so it was, it was kind of a crazy trip. It was, uh, it was very different than, than our normal trip. So, so I apologize to everybody for not posting on social media more. I, I know a lot of you were looking for, uh, the hat, uh, you know, thing that we normally did. I think I did a couple posts on it, but I, I didn't do nearly as much as I usually do. So Answer,
2: me and Trevor will pick up the slack. Yeah, we'll yeah. step
1: up. <laughs> you guys can pick up the slack. So, uh, so the first thing I have on here is Illuminations. So I I went to the last Illuminations, and this was a fail by me, pretty hard. Uh, you know, I I'd asked, I didn't feel like lining up like an hour or two ahead of time, and obviously there were a lot of people. Uh, at the last illumination. So I ended up with a fairly bad angle of it. If you watch the live video I did, it's, it's not a great angle. It doesn't look good. So I, I, but I, we tried our best. So we, we literally walked around for about, I don't know, a half hour just trying to find a decent spot, uh, to, to record it. So, uh, so that was great. It was really cool. It was a neat atmosphere, although it was raining and windy. I don't know if everybody got that from the video, but it was, we had great weather all week, but that was the one time where it was, raining and windy and just kind of nasty out and uh you know at least at least you didn't really you know see it on the video but uh i felt bad for illuminations last show that it was kind of bad weather but um you know the one thing that disappointed me i've, I've seen illuminations uh it, during christmas time and it, where they where they go really all out with the fireworks and do some cool things on the lake And I thought maybe they would do that for the last one where they'd, you know, they'd really do a lot more, you know, more fireworks and, and maybe even, you know, have somebody come out that worked on the show for the past 20 some years and, and talk about it or whatever, but they didn't, they just did the performance and then it was over and it's done. And that kind of made me sad. I I was kind of hoping for a little more, but you know, it was a great last performance. It was, I'm I'm glad I could be there for it. I had every intention The next night of going to epcot forever that didn't work out either uh so i i put on my list here almost dying uh for everybody out there uh make sure you hydrate and you eat when it's 91 degrees out uh you know 92 degrees out in florida uh i i uh so i think i had heat exhaustion uh i think that's what we we kind of landed on what happened uh, we were all kind of dragging on, uh, our third day where, you know, everybody's feet w- w- was, you know, were hurting. My, my daughter was getting cranky. And so we decided to go back that early that afternoon with the intention of going back out that night and, you know, going to dinner. We had, uh, reservations at, at the Yachtsman that night. So we were going to go back to Epcot, uh, and, and, you know, check out Epcot forever after the Yachtsman. Uh, on the trip back, I was on the bus. I, uh, just standing there with my stroller. When my vision started getting blurry, uh, and I, I felt like I was gonna throw up and I felt like I was gonna pass out and uh I it was not good. Not good at all. I, I felt really awful and uh it actually um when we got back to the room I took like a nap for like three hours, which I I don't nap ever. I, I my wife always says, If you're napping, I know you're really not feeling well because I'm just I I'm not a person that naps. I just can't nap. Uh and so I, I napped for a couple hours. We ended up canceling the reservation because that's also when um, one of my, uh, one of my party members also, you know, was really feeling sick with strep too. So that was, that day was kind of a mess. It was not a, not a good day for us as a group. Uh, I, I, I wasn't feeling well. And then, you know, another member of my party wasn't feeling well. So, uh, so that, was that was that, I don't know if anybody else has ever, you know, gotten to that point before, but
0: so. Actually, on our first trip, when we we did it about the same time as this, like end of September, when we had to reschedule due to the uh, hurricane, I had uh, the same thing happen. <laughs> um, oh, really? Yeah. We, uh, so I, I think you kind of, um, you underestimate how hot it is this time of year. And, or at least I did. And yeah, same thing is I, I ended up spending an afternoon uh, asleep in my, in the hotel room because I just totally overdid it, and I didn't have nearly enough water.
1: <laughs> and that, and that's kind of what happened to me. I was having, like, my stomach was bothering me that morning, so I wasn't really feeling hungry. And I guess along with that, I just wasn't drinking water, even though I usually keep very hydrated in the parks. So that was not good.
0: Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get that. It's 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 an easy thing to do because um yeah, especially if it's really hot, you don't realize how quickly the the water escapes from your body.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, uh, well hopefully it got better after that.
1: <laughs> uh, uh yeah, it did. We actually luckily the timing was good on it because we had a pool day uh scheduled for the next day, so Uh, I was feeling better the next day. And then my, my sister who, who, uh, got strep, she actually went to urgent care and, uh, got some antibiotics and she slept, she, I think she told said she slept 20 hours, uh, you know, basically that day she slept the entire day, which really helped quite a bit. Um, so that was good. Um, food and wine was, was fun. Uh, we did, we definitely had a good time at food and wine. Uh, I, I didn't eat a ton of food in one. I didn't, didn't eat nearly as much as I wanted to. Uh, but I did have a couple really good things there and, and we tried some different booths out. The, there was, uh, the Brazil booth had this really good cheese bread that was really good. It was just like a pocket of like dough filled with cheese that was pretty delicious. Uh, I also found myself though just going back to like, you know, just going to the it, bakery. It gets expensive friends. though too. It does, but I had I had some Disney gift cards um and then I also had like a rewards card from my Disney credit card that had like 300 bucks in rewards, you know, money on it. So that was my food and wine
2: money, you know. But yeah, yeah it it's, does. It's still like there's a there's and the thing is you get full quick. Like I remember last time we were there for food and wine, like there was a lot of stuff I wanted to try, but I'm like, "Oh, I don't feel like it anymore." <laughs> yeah. Enough. I like the Hawaiian stuff though, there was some good pork belly stuff and Hawaiian stuff that was really good last time we were there.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, and that's the thing, it was almost like too much, there was like too much to take in, you know, and I, I missed a lot of stuff that I wanted to take a part of and I had really, this is, I guess, my fault because I'm typically the, you know, planning all this stuff a lot and, and a lot of my plans were predicated on us getting to the park at like rope drop and being there for the whole day. And that just didn't happen this trip. And so along with that, we just didn't really get to explore food and wine like we planned. So, uh, yeah. So that's, I mean, but you're right. It can get expensive really fast. So, well, and then, and then my guests just wanted to eat a food and wine and they were like, well, why are we going to go to the yachtsman when we could just eat a food and wine? And I was like, Okay. We can do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think you almost have to plan to skip a dinner to do yep. food and wine. I think that's a great way to do it. And I think that's what we ended up doing the last time we, we were there for that. And I think that makes it a little bit easier. But again, I, I you know I just found that with the amount of people that we had it got to be pricey. Uh
1: yeah, and that's the thing for you. Uh you know, you have a lot of people in your group, right? A lot of people that I'm
2: actually paying for, yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can have a lot of people in your group but it just doesn't matter how many people you paying for
0: well and i think if uh if you can do sharing as well that probably helps offset it too because you can effectively there, try more places for the same things moment. are'
2: small though trevor yeah I know?
0: I know but it's you know if you're going if you're going all around like you know you you just sample each of the different ones
2: yeah so, it doesn't work so much like that you go somewhere and you're like This is really good, and then someone's like, "Oh, well, can I have a try of that?" Like, well, no, it's already gone. Like, you'll have to get another one. (laughs) Well, well, then I want one too because it was that good. And there you go. Now you have three. That's what happened to us, at least. Oh, I see. (laughs) Especially because there's some stuff that is so good that everyone does have to try. Like you can't like, and and they're not meant to be split between five people. Maybe you can get by with two people, but definitely not five
0: people. Right. I I guess that was my thinking. Is you know, me and my wife would do that. Is you know, we would. If you went without the kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, that's, we kind of shared a lot of stuff too. So like people in my party were, people would buy different stuff and then, you know, just kind of share it amongst themselves. Um, and if they really liked it, then they would go back and buy it, you know? So that was, that was good. It was, I mean, it was fun. We had a lot of fun. I, I had some good drinks there that, that were good. Uh, and, and I actually went back to, that was the nice thing about having my parents there is that, uh, you know, with my daughter there, they were like, well, we don't really want to go back out at night. So why don't you just leave the kid with us and you can go out, uh, and, you know, and and do whatever you want. And that was kind of cool. That was, that was kind of fun to get my wife and I, you know, to for us to go out by ourselves to the parks. Uh, you know, that hasn't happened obviously since my daughter's been born. So that was, that was kind of nice to have grandma and grandpa there to, you know, <laughs> to, to watch the kid, watch the kid while we went out to the parks and, and did some stuff. So. So that was cool. So I saw Epcot Forever uh, a couple days later uh, after my uh, my parents wanted to watch watch my daughter. So we went and we watched Epcot Forever. When I got there, I devised. Okay, first of all, let me talk about Food and Wine because how we got there. We actually went to Food and Wine to do the second time we went to do it. We did it on our Hollywood Studios day, uh, and we just decided we were going to take the Skyliner over there. Well, it's like hey, let's take the Skyliner over. Let's try it out, right? Uh, and and so we we decided that uh, that's what we were going to do. So. We left Hollywood Studios on the Skyliner. It was awesome. Ton of fun, uh really cool views. It was just a neat it was quiet and it was just kind of a peaceful ride. We we just really enjoyed riding on the Skyliner. It was a lot of fun. Uh it, it it was even a little windy when we were on it and we didn't feel them rocking back and forth or anything. There was no and my sister's afraid of heights. She she won't even go on Soarin because of the heights and she was not bothered by this at all. Um now we didn't stop at all. You know, so we we at no point did we stop on the line, so maybe that would have changed things if we had stopped. But I mean, it was a lot of fun. I, you know, we had fun. It's it's you you come out of the the station pretty fast, even though these things only go eleven miles per hour. They, you know, it feels a lot faster than that. Uh, it, but it's it's a lot of fun. They're really cool. I, I really enjoyed riding in them. Uh, we we rode in them several more times. In fact, on our last night, we just decided to take a ride over the Caribbean Beach Station and then just come back again uh coincidentally this was also the night where they they had the issue and in, in the uh where where <laughs> they had to evacuate them we were not on that line uh but but and obviously we were done a lot earlier than that uh but you know everybody's seen all that information out there about this uh which you know really really stinks it's kind of a bummer because they were a lot of fun to ride and uh you know obviously it's bad timing uh they, you know they just they just launched and something like this happens. so i'm assuming you guys saw about this right
0: Oh, yes. I I think it's better that it happened now instead of in the middle of the summer. And also the fact that, I mean, not not to discount that, you know, yeah, people were stuck and I guess a couple of people did end up going to emergency for injuries. But if this was in the middle of the day, in the middle of the summer, this whole situation could have been a lot worse. So,
1: well, and that's kind of what I, my feeling about it was more that it's it's almost like it was a negative for the the only people this was a negative for were the people that were stuck in it because this this means they're gonna I mean this was good for them to to see that you know to go through the evacuation procedures because they can you know improve on those right and and be better about them you know it's it's one thing to practice these things but to do them in, in and you know to actually do them is is another thing uh but I mean it's also good you know that they have this issue now so they can figure out what's wrong with it and make sure that it doesn't happen again. Um, and I actually, I actually reached out to uh, a guy that's a, a gondola expert, and he didn't really want to speculate on what the problem was. Uh, he said it could have been a couple different things. Um, and you know, he said honestly, the the timing is just unfortunate, and you know, machines malfunction is, is what happens, but. He said, you know, the overall safety record of gondolas over the decades is excellent in the United States and around the world. Uh, you know, they're some of the safest modes of transportation. So that's, that's what he said. It it wasn't a ton of information, but I was, I was, uh, wanted to see what his thoughts were on this. But he said, you know, if not being involved, he doesn't really know what, what could have happened, but, but you know, there's a lot of information out there on social media and I think things get twisted really quickly and and information travels a little bit too fast sometimes, you know. (laughs) So, I'm, I'm already kind of tired of this one. Uh, it's, it's been, it's been on the internet. I know I made a joke about it, but, uh, on our Facebook page, but, and you know, honestly, I wouldn't have made a joke about it if, you know, people were really seriously injured or if there was a major issue there. But uh, honestly, this doesn't change my opinion about it. I would write it again tomorrow. I mean, honestly, I would. It's, it's, these things uh, happen and this, this has been I mean, open. It's,
2: it, it stopped, right? I mean, let's be yeah. honest. That's what happened. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah and i think everyone was again we're you know a lot of speculation on how people were compensated but if what people are saying is true it seems like everyone got compensated pretty well for their time so mm-hmm. yeah and and you know listen it, it was not an ideal situation we be stuck up there for a couple hours no um, but i don't think anyone was ever truly in danger which is a, i guess a good thing but again you know again this is all
1: yeah, that's, that's the thing. These, these, it's not like these were going to drop off the line or, or anything. What really well, happened?
2: You know, the what, problem is, I guess if somebody was stuck up there and had some sort of panic a attack. A panic attack. That be, exactly. That would be more of a problem. So I, I agree with you though, Tom. I think that it was good that, you know, again, no one was, from what we know, no one was seriously injured, but they were able to kind of go through the motions of, of, you know, dealing with it and then maybe getting a little bit better at it for next time. If there is a next time, which hopefully there's not, but I agree, I'm going to be riding them as well. Yep, I have no problem with that.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. This is, if you look at what actually happened and, and so for those of you that don't know, what happens is when these gondolas go through the station, they slow to like one mile per hour. Now I will tell you guys, and you're going to be shocked by this when you ride them. And it's, I don't think this is ruining anything, but they come into the station hot, right? They're, they're coming in fast. Like you think you're going to hit the one in front of you and then you don't, but that's not what actually happened here. So they, it, it turns out the, the four that were in the Riviera station were already stopped. Based on, you know, the accounts that were, are are out there about this. And the, and they restarted the system and the first one in line didn't move, but the ones behind it did. So they all just kind of collided into them from behind. And, you know, that, that's what caused the issue. So like I said, I I think it's good that they, this happened early so they can figure out what, what's going on and, and make sure that it doesn't happen again. It kind of seems like a freak thing that, you know, they couldn't have anticipated. I, I, cause I saw some people online too talking about, oh, they should have tested these. It's like they, they tested it for like two months. You know, you can't test for everything. You, you can, you can, uh, you know, run through every scenario you can imagine. And, and you guys know this being in technology. You always, you come up with testing scenarios for software you put out and, and you try to cover everything. But, you know, there's always something unforeseen. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, it's the same thing with a, a major, you know, ride. I mean, they had all sorts of problems with, uh, flight of passage when that first came out because they, they, I think that was due to the, uh, ride vehicles overheating. Um, and you know, these are, these are things that they're going to figure out. So I I am like, like you guys said, I'm not deterred at all uh, by writing and writing these, uh, from writing these because of this issue. I, I think it, uh, Disney's going to figure this out. Obviously they don't want these kinds of things to happen and, and they're going to figure it out and they've invested a lot of money into the system. So they're, they're going to make sure that this thing uh works consistently. So. But my overall impression was great. It was not hot inside the cabins. It was an excellent breeze. It felt very good. Uh, I mean, I don't know how it would have felt if we were stopped. I will say, so to go back to Epcot Forever, I came up with the bright idea of let's watch Epcot Forever because we're at, we're at Epcot. We're at the world showcase. I'm like, let's stand on the bridge right by France, you know, so right by the Skyliner. Let's stand on the bridge, watch Epcot Forever, hop on the Skyliner go to Hollywood studios and catch the star Wars show at 10 o'clock. So it was, I'm like, let's do this. Let's try to make it happen. Right. Let's see what happens. So, you know, Epcot forever goes, I really liked it. Um, it's obviously a temporary show, but it was filled with fireworks. Uh, very nostalgic for people that love old Epcot. Like, I feel like, like Damon, you would like it just cause it's like all old Epcot stuff. I mean, you know, they had kitchen cabaret stuff in there that, you know, there's Horizon stuff in there. They'd, you know, uh, uh Dreamfinder stuff in there. It was all cool stuff from like classic Epcot. Uh, and there were a lot of fireworks and the, the lit up kites were actually really cool. I, I, I remember people were making fun of the whole kite thing. If you guys remember when that came out, but they were actually a highlight of the show. I thought they were very cool. Um, so we did that. We watched the show Nine fifteen. you know, everybody's bolting to the Skyliner basically to go back to their resorts. You know, it's huge crowds going back to the Skyliner. Uh, so there's a line in front of us. I'm going to say a couple hundred people, maybe in front of us waited for 10 minutes for the Skyliner. Awesome. Like, cause they keep moving people through. So it, it, it moves fast but the only time we experienced a stop the whole trip uh, you know all i think six or seven you know six or seven times we rode on the guy uh, gondolas on the skyliner was in this station at this time because the 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 uh, cabin in front of us a kid this is kind of funny but also awful a kid threw like a souvenir cup out of the doors right as the thing was about to close its doors and this father decided in a in a last you know second second decision to jump out of the doors to go and get the souvenir cup oh, and boy. stop the whole system. <laughs> so if you're ever wondering why it stopped, it's not always because it's broken. It's because people jump out of the doors sometimes.
0: <laughs> so it's like the guy getting his phone after he dropped it on uh, Big Thunder.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like <laughs> <Don't> do <that. laughs> I, I was saying, like, just let it go, man. This is a lesson now for that kid. You don't throw your stuff out of a out of a moving vehicle. And now, you know, now you don't have that anymore. <laughs> so, but he obviously thought the split decision was to go and get it. So I I just thought that was kind of funny. I mean, it was only stopped for like, you know, 30 seconds that he got him back in and they, they continued it on. But I, I did see them stopped a couple times. And, you know, I can't tell you the reasons why they were stopped. But I, again, I, I think... It's it's the first week it was open, right? So there's some choreography that they got to work on here and there's there's definitely some, you know, it's it's a learning experience. They're going to get better at this and they're going to stop a lot less. But um again, like I said, my overall experience with it was great. I thought it was fun. I would ride them as a ride like I do the monorail and I you know, I'd do it a million times over. So And by the way, we made it just in time for Star Wars Galactic Spectacular. We we literally got to the front of the theater with like 5 minutes to spare. So in the comments in my group, my sister actually said that she's never going to take a bus again. She's going to stay at Caribbean Beach next time she goes and only go to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. That's how much she liked the Skyliner, <laughs> especially over the bus.
0: So, After my last stay at Caribbean Beach, that's very bold of her to say that. <laughs> <laughs> she
1: doesn't know any better. She's not really a Disney fan, so <laughs> she doesn't really know. But Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so, yes, yeah, so that was great. Uh, you know, we ended up canceling most of our uh, uh, dining reservations. We only ended up going to Sanaa, Whispering Canyon, and Sci-Fi dine That was it. Everything else we canceled. Uh, because we kind of... And it was kind of freeing, actually. I kind of liked not having dining reservations. We kind of just did whatever we wanted to do. We got room service one time. We went to the quick service at Jumbo House one time. I mean... It just kind of was nice. It was We kind of did our own thing. But Sanaa was amazing. I will tell anybody out there that's about to stay at Kidani, if you book Sanaa, uh, just so you know, they are doing a lot of construction at the resort right now. And uh, that you can't actually see out of the windows from Sanaa right now. So, which is a big selling point of the restaurant is that you sit by the windows and you can see the animals. The They're blocked right now. So, you can't see any of the animals. I don't know how long this is going on for. I'm just telling you that's what it looks like right now. We didn't hear any of the construction. But... You know, it was, it was there. So just an FYI to anybody that has Sanaa reservations over the next, you know, I don't know how long, couple months, maybe. So that kind of stunk. Um, we did Amazon uh, now, Amazon Prime now for our food order. Um, it worked out okay. Uh, we, I, I got frantic phone calls from them because somehow my name didn't end up on the order. I don't know how that's possible because my name was on the order, but they wouldn't deliver them to Bell Services without my name. Uh, and there was some confusion there. So that was a little weird, but it works well. I, you know, if you have Amazon, it's good. Uh, and then star Wars, I don't want to ruin anything about galaxy's edge. Cause I know you're both are going there. Suffice to say, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, we didn't stay there for a ton of time, but the ride was a lot of fun. Uh, we, you know, obviously waited to standby the wait time was 50 minutes when it was posted, but it took us about 25. So that was great. We did rider swap. Yeah, bad,
2: bad rides usually go quick. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even been on it yet. <laughs> By I'm, the way, everyone talks I'm not about i oh, that.
1: I mean, everyone talks about how hard it is to fly the thing. It didn't seem that hard for the people that were flying ours. They didn't seem to know what they were doing at all and I feel like they weren't crashing into stuff
2: constantly. So, um, you had all adults, right?
1: Uh yeah, I don't think there were any kids in ours. Gotcha. So that's probably why. Good but name. I was I didn't get to fly. I was uh I was a gunner. And the other two people in my party were engineers. So none of us got to fly, but I will tell you the queue is, is worth waiting in line. It's a really cool queue line. I mean, seeing the Millennium Falcon in person was pretty cool. Uh, the shops are very cool. The, de- I mean, the details are crazy in that place. Yeah. I'm excited for the new ride, but the details are nuts. So now
0: did you have a chance to use the play Disney app at all while you were there or no?
1: So I started messing with it and you know, I, I didn't, I didn't fully get into it. There's, I saw, I saw all these QR codes around, but I didn't really mess around with it. So I, I, I wanted to though. It, it just was because I, I, you know, was dealing with my daughter and, and didn't really have a, a whole lot of time to to do it. But I, I kind of wish I did. It, it looked like it was, it would, would have been fun to play around with. And we kind of felt like we were in a, not necessarily a rush, but we had like fast passes coming up and, you know, we, I, like I said, I, I had planned that day based on us getting there at like, you know, early in the morning. I, I wanted us to be there at six, but I think we showed up at like nine, thir- or no, maybe nine o'clock. So we're three hours behind schedule, <laughs> you know, and, and I know, um, I, the, all of my party really wanted to go on Tower of Terror. So that, it there was fair. that, and that was what the fast pass was. So it was like, all right, we kind of got to get, got to get out of here now um but we we did some pictures there we you know like i said we wandered around we we had some food there uh so that was good we 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 enjoyed that it was it's a neat it was it was it's a really really cool land i I really liked it it was very highly themed and and really really cool i I could have wandered around there for hours just looking at the details so so yeah, I, so that was, uh, that was mostly my trip. I also just wanted to throw in there the automated photo boxes. Uh, you know, we talked about these on the last episode. My, uh, sister and her boyfriend did, uh, a, used a couple of them, uh, over at, uh, Launch Bay and the pictures came out great. <laughs> so I mean, we got the pictures and I was like, wait, this was, I said to her, I was like, wait, this is one of the photo box ones, right? She's like, yeah. I was like, what? They look really good. They they were zoomed in pretty well. Uh, they caught some really good moments. There was a bunch of pictures. I, I mean, listen, I don't want to like say anything bad about anybody that has an issue with the photo boxes. Uh, be, but I, I just the only experience now that I've had with them was
2: positive. So sample size, though, right, Tom? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's that's true. And it they did they do seem to have relented a little bit because when we went to uh, Mickey to see Mickey in uh in the town in, in the town uh, hall there. Uh, they did have a photographer there. They weren't using the photo box. So.
0: Yeah. I remember I seeing that they, they pulled that out of the Mickey's because I think they got enough, uh, feedback that people were upset about it being at the, the Mickey meet. Um, yeah. I, I will say this too is, you know, for, for the, the amount of people that I've seen post on Facebook saying, you know, here's my terrible pictures from the photo boxes. I mean, there really hasn't been that many. Like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, kind of like what you're saying, Damon. is, you know, sample sizes. You know, I have to wonder how many people are, you know, perfectly content with it and you'll never hear about it versus those, you know, the vocal ones because they've had a bad experience. But you can also get that with
2: photographers as well. I've had a couple of bad photographers over the years, too. I would agree with you. That is true, too. I've had some bad as a... Yeah, not to say bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I hate to say it, but yeah, I agree. Bad. Yeah, I've had some bad photographers. Well. I mean,
0: I mean, honestly, you know, I think the difference is I, I actually remember now that I'm thinking about it, we've had instances where, you know, like we had a guy do photos for us and then we looked at the photos afterwards. And I'm like, I'm not using any of these. They like, I don't know what he was doing and, and <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't good. So, so I, I guess for everyone to put all of their, their, you know, Anger towards this squarely on the photo boxes. I mean, it it can swing either way on that spectrum, I guess. You know, sometimes the photo boxes are better than the people and vice versa. So some food for thought.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I don't think it's I understand why people are upset about it. Like I said before, I just the the experience we had was fine. The pictures came out nice. So I don't know. Okay. So enough about my trip. <laughs> so, I think I talked I think we've talked a long time now. I feel like we almost need to talk do our ad already. It's already 40 some minutes in here. Let's do it. All right. All right. Uh, Trevor, you want to do it? Or you want me to do it? Uh, I can do it. Okay. Good.
0: All right. So <clears throat> let me just clear my throat here and attempt not to fall into my, my usual <laughs> verbal traps on these things. Are you a frequent Disney visitor and want to save hundreds, even thousands on your next Disney trip? DVC Rental Store wants to help you book your dream vacation for less. DVC members, it's great news for you too. Want to rent your points for some quick cash? DVC Rental Store wants to work with you. They are currently renting out points at a record pace. For years, DVC Rental Store has been helping guests stay at Disney Deluxe Resorts at an affordable price, while also paying members the highest price for their points. Want to learn more? go to dvcrentalstore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT that's 382-7368 and let them know the welcome home sent you again that's dvcrentalstore.com or 1-855-DVC-RENT
2: I love it cause Trevor's like trying so hard and his voice inflections, it, it makes me laugh a little bit, it makes me yep. giggle a little bit. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing
0: my, my announcer you, voice. You,
2: you're doing but, your announcer voice. I like it. I like it. It works. <laughs> I, I used
0: to run a switchboard and that's how I talked. So. Oh, nice. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want to,
1: that's really funny. Uh, I want to hear you run the switchboard board now. I want to hear what that sounded like, but <laughs> another I, time, another time. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't
0: as amazing as you think it was. I was telling people yeah. to call extensions and stuff. that's funny uh so
1: i you know i've got a couple dvc news things here we don't really have to talk too much about the moonlight magic thing at at california adventure i just thought it was interesting that dvc threw a new moonlight magic event out there just kind of seemingly last
0: minute many as they can get i think i think it's dumb that they did this on such short notice and it's also a california adventure but
1: yeah, I mean, I also, I mean, that's the thing here, right? I, I know this is no offense to the, the West Coast DVC members because I know they feel like they're forgotten and I understand why. Uh, But I also understand that there's so few DVC units at Disneyland. It's like, I get why they don't do events, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just there's so few ev- units there. It's like, why bother doing an event for, uh, you know, maybe a couple hundred people if the, if a couple hundred people decide to show up? But, I mean, of course, there's locals and you know, that are DVC members that are not necessarily staying there. So I, and please West coast people don't have attacked me. I'm just, I'm just telling you why I think, why I think, I'd be uh, offended.
0: yeah, I would 100% and, be offended by this. Uh, how dare I'm you? I'm just calling it dumb because this is like as close as it's ever been to one of my trips. And like, other than the trip that I had to cancel. But of course it's about the same time that I'm going on my trip, but it's on the other coast. So that's of no use to me.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I, it's listen. I Wait, like Trevor, these. Trevor, you're sounding very Damon right now.
0: <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I, I, I'm about to have my moments. <laughs> you're sounding very Damon
1: right now.
2: No, I, I listen. This is I. I like these events. I think it's cool. I just hey, I, listen. If a few hundred people show up, then they won't run them again, right? And if they're packed like they probably will be, then they'll continue to run them. I mean, the the numbers speak. So that's that's true.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I guess- haven't gotten good. Sorry.
0: I was going to say, yeah, I guess the fact that they are squeezing in more of them here does say that they are popular enough. That's
2: yeah.
1: true. I, I mean, and that's, I mean, it's interesting that they just added it, though. Like, do you think they just had some extra money in the budget and they're just like, yeah, let's throw a, let's throw a Moonlight Magic, uh California venture
2: way? You know, like... I think it's <laughs> kind of cool sometimes when they add them last minute, right? Because then as people are just kind of like, oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, kind of like a surprise. I, I, I guess the... Go ahead. Sorry, Trevor. Uh,
0: Sorry, I was going to say, I feel it's partly that, but I also feel that it's because uh, they have to get agreement from the larger Disney company to do these too, right? So I think it may be that there's a bit of a back and forth there where they're trying to secure dates and they don't always know, you know, well ahead of time. Or they're they're busy, you know, going back and forth saying, come on, can we please do one on this day? And then they finally get a yes, so.
1: Yeah, well, and I guess they can do it last minute too, A little easier for, for Disneyland, right? Because you, it's a different crowd there. It's, it's a, it's the crowd of annual pass holders uh, that go to the parks whenever, right? It's not something where you plan it, you know, six months ahead of time or a year ahead of time where you'd have to, you know, plan around this if you, if you wanted to. So I, I I guess that's probably part of it too, right? They don't have to necessarily announce this a year ahead of time because people aren't going to plan around it, you know, necessarily. It's just kind of how the crowd is at Disneyland,
0: right? Yeah, also they, they, they do the, uh, they do the Halloween and the Christmas parties there, but it's not on the same scale as the ones in Disney World. So I think that's part of it too. That's why we don't get them after a certain point in, uh, in Florida is that basically once, uh, or, or the ones that you do get are like at Typhoon Lagoon and stuff like that because they're not going to do a Moonlight Magic at Magic Kingdom when there's Halloween parties going on you know, four nights of the week, they're not going to try and shove one in the middle of that week.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay. Well,
0: yeah, either way, you know, other coast. Good. Have fun. California.
1: (laughs) Have fun. California. (laughs) I have yet to go to a moonlight magic event because they're never happening when I'm in the park, like never happening. The only
0: time that I've, had a chance to go to one i had to cancel because of a hurricane so (laughs)
1: that's really disappointing well we we haven't heard yet if these are gonna continue into next year i would think that they are because they're very popular uh but you know who knows they might just they might stop doing them and do some sort of other event but we haven't heard yet usually i feel like i think last year they announced them in november towards the end of the year yeah so i guess we'll find out soon so yeah, no, I thought this was, was interesting, but I, I think this next topic I, I think is really interesting and we're super late to the party on this because this happened like, oh, like right after we put out our last podcast. So, uh, so we're, we're really late to the party on this, but I, this is a, again, an example of something that went through social media and, uh, there was all sorts of mis- misinformation about, right? Was the, the bell services holding third party deliveries?
0: Oh yeah. Th- I was panicked about this one. Like I, yeah. I was, because originally it, they made it sound like Bell services wasn't going to take anything, right? Like that they were just not holding stuff, period anymore.
1: That's what it seemed like. That's what yeah. it seemed from the reports that were coming out, right?
0: Yeah. And, and for me, I was like, well, like, you know, for, for the, for you guys, you, you get a drive down there. So, you know, you have a car and, you know, picking up groceries and stuff is. I guess it's easier for you to stop on the way there. Whereas for me, you know, I wasn't planning to rent a car and then all of a sudden I'm going, well, if I can't get groceries delivered, do I have to either look at renting a car or, you know, take an Uber? Like how, how is this supposed to work? But yeah, thankfully they did clarify what they meant. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I guess that this whole thing was related to ECVs and strollers, right?
2: And wheelchairs and things like that. And, you know, this yeah. is something that we have to get each time my mother's disabled. So we definitely have to rent them. And I'm going to tell you that the last few times that we've rented, um, which have not been through Scooter Bug, we've been through some other companies, we've run into problems. It's either the battery here or this there. And then what ends up happening is, is that, you know, we have to go back to the resort to get another one or wait for them to do this. And I'll be honest with you, while this seems like it's a little bit more expensive you know, to go through Scooterbug, I don't think the cost is all that prohibitive in terms of, you know, comparison to the other companies. And I'm actually okay with this. Yeah, it's going to cost a few extra dollars, but I think that the fact that you have something that's a little bit easier to deal with in terms of problems, you know, there's one exclusive company, I think it's going to make it a little bit easier. I think. I mean, that's the way I look at it. I think the other thing that's kind of nice about it too is that. You know, one of the things about the buses, uh, I'll tell you, you know, getting them on and off. And again, you know, we have to deal with this, especially because my mom needs it. There's nothing we're going to do about it. It is what it is. But having the same company, this is going to push people more towards this, towards the same company because they, you know, have to be there for drop-off of other companies. And again, it doesn't look like the price is that much difference that people will want to do that. It's going to help because if everyone is using the same type of scooter, It's going to make it easier for the bus drivers. It's going to make it easier for people. It's going to make the process, I think, easier across the board in terms of, you know, bus, even gondola, you know, transfers, all that sort of stuff. That's my take on it. But since I'm going to leave these guys because I'm exhausted today, I'm going to go through the rest of the items here real quick and then they can speak on them however they like. So what else we got here? Um, Disney Visa card holders, forty percent off Riviera cash bookings. Don't care. Not going to book there. <laughs> um, oh, this 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 even for cash. <laughs> but why? Why would I? I'm going to buy more points. So why would I need to do cash bookings at Riviera? I just I don't think I will. I mean, it, it's a good deal. I mean, but it's you know, it's not going to affect me much. But I guess a good deal if you have a Visa, you know, card. All right, let's see. The recent patent applications showing new user controlled trackless attraction system. Ah, dude, it looks kind of dumb. I'm sorry. I don't care. It does. Again, I'm all about like big rides, and this looks to me to be like. I don't know. I'm not big about it. The Epcot Experience Center. It'll be great to see some things refreshed, but overall, this is not my this is not my epcot right like my epcot starts further further past this it starts in the countries and then this last one just irks me to no to no end and, and i guess oh well it's not the last one so the archive the usbs for photo pass for 34 like last time i checked i can get a usb for a lot cheaper and why do i need this i just download you everything when i get home it just makes don't. no sense to me so again i guess for non-technology people but like it's expensive for 34 like you know $15, maybe I can get on board with it, but darn, I could buy a USB stick for like $5. Now, number 10, just in case, you know, we actually have these numbers. Number 10 <laughs> is the new plant-based vegan menus. I think this is great. I'm not actually vegan, but like, it's funny. I think I'm trending that way for some reason. Maybe vegetarian. I'm probably trending yeah. that way. I'm all about this. Like, I think this is great. And I think one of the things that has been difficult is for, you know, people to actually you know, find it easy to find them. Right. And I think that now that they're going to have a little leaf on them or something, uh, and the menus, I think that's a great idea. And I think that people will be happy about it. And and why not? You know, the the interesting part about this is that a non-vegan can eat vegan food. So if you're adding vegan to the menu, that's not a problem, right? It's not like you're taking away anything. You're just adding for people. Right. So I'm okay with that. I like that a lot. And that's all we had this week. I'm, Man, I, I, listen, I hate to go on record and say it, but the energy is just it's brutal for us this time. I think we're all a little exhausted. So if you're coming in on episode 66, <laughs> gosh, we're sorry. We're sorry. I you know. I would <laughs> we hope we still, yeah, I, and I, would, I don't listen th- listen, Tom, I don't think it's bad in terms of that. I just, I'm like, I'm running off a four hour sleep. I I'm yeah. exhausted. You have to be exhausted from your trip. And I mean, yeah. Trevor's in Canada. Canada just <laughs> exhausting. Right? Canada just exhausting. Is that what you're there's so much nature the, out there? We it's had so... to
0: clean up the snow from last yeah. week.
2: That's what I'm saying. There's so much nature out there. Like I mean, whether it's snow or something else, there's a lot of nature in Canada. I'll
1: put it to I'll put it to, you, put it to you this way. I drove back since my wife wasn't with me. I drove back from Disney yesterday. with my seventeen month old daughter by myself.
2: That's gotta be tough because if she's crying, you're kinda like, All right, I guess I'm pulling over, right? Yeah,
1: that's exactly kinda what it was. And we had the trip down was rough. She's teething, of course, and so the trip down the last four hours, the kid screamed for like four hours. I remember those days. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and so I thought the trip back was going to be bad. I had a plan, and that was to keep her up super late on Saturday night, and then and then wake up really early on Sunday morning and leave. Trevor
2: Thomas definitely a new
1: parent. That is never a good (laughs) plan. It works. It works. (laughs) It works. You got lucky, my friend. You got lucky. I was yeah, worried we, we, it was going to backfire, but it was, it, it was a usually, 50-50 shot. It usually shot, does. It, it usually you, you does. You took a great gambit there,
0: my friend. <laughs> yes, <was> <laughs>
1: so, gambit. so no, so we left, we left Animal Kingdom Lodge at 6.30 in the morning and, uh, she slept for probably half the trip. So it was well, pretty that's good. And I, the rest of the time I was, you know, tossing snacks at her and, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you uh, stuffed animals and trying to get her to watch movies and, and stuff like that. So it, it was not a bad trip. I, I mean, I, my wife, my my wife says to me she's like uh she called me halfway through and she's like she's like so did you stop like to use the restroom or whatever and i'm like forget that not stopping to get to go to the bathroom I'll hold it till i get home like
2: exactly um, i can understand that i'm <laughs> just go
1: i'll just go when i get home man and <laughs> like it's almost Keep you know it's Coke one of those things What's it? Would you say a water bottle? Yeah, no,
0: just keep a Coke bottle nearby.
1: <laughs> well, it's,
2: you know the <laughs> funny thing. You know, I I have to say, so, Tre- Trevor, what are you saying about Tom in <laughs> a Coke bottle?
1: Yeah, at least give the guy a Gatorade bottle. That's yeah. Okay. I, I had Gatorade bottles. In there. <laughs> All right, um, there we
2: go.
1: <laughs> oh man, we're just we're moving away from the family I, I, show I, now. I, exactly. All right, so I, I'm leaving though. I'm <laughs> leaving. I need to get some sleep. All so. Right. But, good you know, luck like, with the rest of the show,
0: everyone. Thank you. Good night, Damon. But, good night. good
1: night. But, um, but no, I, I, I was, it's just one of those weird, weird things that, like, I didn't have to go. I didn't feel like I had to go. And then the second I pulled in my neighborhood, I'm like, okay, now I gotta go. You know what I mean? It's like, my body knew it's like, you don't have time for the bathroom now while we're driving. But as soon as you get home, now's time. So. This is
0: not a priority. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Priority is to get the child home without her screaming in your face. So. So that's what I did. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't bad. She was, she was good. Uh, you know, that was the biggest concern was, was getting home. And it's about an eight hour drive. So it's not like it's around the corner, you know, but yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it ended up being okay. She was, she was good about it. And, uh, it was just, it was, you know, it was tiring. It was definitely tiring. Like I said, I left Animal Kingdom at 6.30 in the morning. I mean, Disney's barely awake at that time. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's awake because Galaxy's Edge is open and there's buses going and everything, but, I didn't see anybody else in the parking garage underneath Kidani. Uh, It was just me. Oh, and by the way, so we left our pass holder magnet on our car, which I told my wife. I was like, take off the pass holder magnet. It's going to get stolen. And sure enough, within the first two days, it got stolen because we forgot to take it off. So, yeah, that was... So, I don't know what are pe- who's stealing these magnets and what are they doing with them? They're free. You can't sell them on eBay. Like is there some dude somewhere oh, with like 20 fridges just covered in magnets? Well, like- no, it's
0: <laughs> th- that's the problem is you can sell them on eBay because there's lots of people that want those magnets that can't necessarily get to the parks to get them.
1: Yeah, I get that, but I mean this is an, I, I'm talking the standard magnet, the Mickey magnet that they send you in the mail when well, you I've get I never it gotten one of those. See, I maybe that's cuz you're in Canada though. Maybe maybe yeah, they don't send so, those up. I don't so know. So
0: there's them on eBay to guys like me that don't have them.
1: So you bought you're buying my stolen, you know, covered in dirt uh uh magnet now? Yeah, it'll Trevor? be here
0: on Tuesday. <laughs> 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 I no, just don't it, feel
1: like how is that a profitable business? I get the ones that are like the limited edition ones, you know, the ones you have to like go there and pick up and like that Simba one that everyone was losing their mind over, but I is the standard one, man. It's like the boring one. And listen, I I'm not. People shouldn't steal things, but at the same time, it's my fault for leaving it on the car. Should have taken it off. I know that people steal them, but I just wouldn't think in a Disney garage that it would have gotten stolen. But yeah. But I uh, know it happens, so I'm not I'm not complaining because I, I saw it coming.
0: So. Yeah, I I think the thing you have to realize is that you know us as lovers of Disney do have to share spaces like those garage with people that don't necessarily love disney so it's unfortunate (laughs) yeah exactly yeah well i'm sorry that you got your magnet stolen i mean that's yeah i i would never do that because one i would never drive my car down there anyway but uh even here i wouldn't uh i wouldn't put my magnet on my car mainly because uh all the salt on the road would just destroy it so
1: (laughs) yeah well that's the thing though too we've had magnets stolen uh, you know, we've we've actually had them stolen here, you know, at 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 home. So, uh, yeah, it, it's not like they're they It's only at Disney that it occurs. Yeah. It occurs in you know anywhere, but it's just weird to me that someone would think to steal something off the back of somebody else's car. Really
0: yeah, odd. I, I I agree that that's a weird one to me. It's like yeah, I. But I I think here it's also a little bit harder because like I said with the salt and everything, like in the winter the cars are. You know, you don't want to touch the car. It's gross. So I, I yeah. think it happens less because of that. But then, yeah, the trade-off is anything you put on there, you pretty much accept is going to be damaged by spring By salt, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> How did we get talking about this? I don't even know. My well, <laughs> magnet
0: stolen. That's how.
1: Yeah, because my magnet got stolen. Should we go back to where we were before Damon yeah, went on but, like a crazy uh, rant? So yeah, before <laughs> his bedtime rant. So yeah, before his bedtime rant, where he goes through all the topics of the show and then we relitigate them as we go through them. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so were we on so, the Bell Services thing still? Is that we, where we were at?
0: We were talking about Bell Services. I, I don't know. Was there anything else we needed to cover on that?
1: I'll, I'll say this: I I always see, not everything is a money grab. Right? So a lot of people are yeah. like, oh, because Disney made this a preferred provider. Now it's, you know, it's cause they're getting paid by it. Sure. Probably are. But it's also a liability thing too. I- I'm sure that's, that's another thing. It's getting, it was getting a little probably out of control that they're getting, that they're having, Bell services having to handle all of these different strollers from all, uh, I mean, scooters from all these different companies. Uh, you know, I, I, I can see it being a lot easier and operationally, you know, a lot more efficient to just have one company that is that that they're dealing with.
0: Yeah. And and I guess now that you mentioned that I'm thinking about, you know, if if somebody drops off a a scooter and then it goes missing and then the company is saying, you know, you know, Disney, you had this, why? Like, yeah, I mean, it's messy, right? Like I, I, you're right. I think it's more about streamlining than necessarily money grab because if it's all coming from the same place, you you know who you're dealing with, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: and that's that's what I was thinking. I mean, I'm glad the groceries are not affected, I, and I, I do 22. feel bad that if, if anybody, I know you do, right? I, and I do feel bad if anybody is affected by this. Uh, that it, if this is going to mess up anybody's plans with you know their their uh, you know scooters and and wheelchairs and things like that, I I, I hope it doesn't. Um, you know, I, I just I, it seems like you're still going to be able to get from those companies. It's just gonna they're going to have to work out a new method of getting them to you. That's just kind of what it seems like.
0: Yeah. So, so the, the trade off or the larger trade off with this that we're talking about is that if you, if you book through scooter bug, they will drop off at Bell services because they have an agreement with Disney. Any other company, which there are a bunch of other ones there is that you have to be physically there to receive it. So they, so if you, you know, for myself, I, I think about, I'm kind of that use case where, you know, we're coming from a far distance. We would want to book a scooter and, you know, have it waiting for us there. That's a lot harder when, uh, when you, when you can't have it sitting at Bell Services. So then I would either have to make sure that, uh, that the scooter drop off is at a time when I'm there, or I have to take time out of when I would normally be going to a park or something to come back and get the scooter like the day after I arrive. So yeah, it's, it's a little bit more inconvenient. It's not stopping people necessarily, but I can see why, you know, that, taking that time out of your vacation is enough of a deterrent to say, I'm not going to deal with any of these other companies.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So So, I, I, and that's the thing too. I was worried, you know, it's funny. I, I was even worried about, them holding onto my groceries. So I had done the, the grocery window for, and not because this policy changed just in general, you know, I just wanted to make sure my refrigerated stuff stayed refrigerated and all, you know, all that kind of stuff, even though they're pros at this, they do this all the time. So I'm sure it would have not been an issue. Uh, But you know, the thing, thing about it is I I decided to schedule my window when I was there, which was a good thing because they ended up calling me and needing to meet me in the lobby because my name wasn't on the, on the, on the, uh, order for some strange reason. Right. So they also seemed like they didn't know what they were doing. Cause bell services were like, uh, they know that they're supposed to bring these things around the back. Cause like some the, the delivery person just like straight up walked into the lobby with like a, you know, a dolly, uh, you know, filled <laughs> with food and, and, and they were like, and bell Services like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Get out of here. <laughs> you know, so i i get it I, I i do it stinks if this is a huge inconvenience for a lot of people i and i hope uh, i hope it's not i i hope they figure it out but it just kind of seems like these stroller companies and everything just need to figure out a different way of doing things
0: that's all yeah for sure it's it sounds like yeah they'll, they'll update their policies and and i'm sure people will still use companies that they're loyal to it's just like i said it's you're gonna have to adjust your plans for it i, I know for myself you know if, if Uh, so, so kind of the flip side of what you were saying, when we have our groceries delivered, I set the window, like we arrive at like five o'clock in the evening and I set the window for five o'clock because I know that by the time I get out of the airport and get there, everything will be, you know, sitting at bell services waiting for us. And it's because, because at that time of night, I don't want to be waiting until nine or 10 o'clock for somebody to deliver groceries. Like I'm, I'm tired because I've been traveling all day and I just want to, you know, get my stuff. And then at that point we can either decide if we want to go, go into a park for maybe a a couple of hours because we, we do have annual passes. So we can, we can do that or, or have, you know, just make other plans. Like it just means that it's not cutting into our time as much. So yeah, I can see how. I, I can see how, like in your case, you you would just want it to be there because you want to make sure that that you know timing wise it wasn't stuff was sitting out or whatever. But for me, I I guess I don't care about that as much. But I'm also not getting stuff that I necessarily think like like I, I'm not getting anything like ice cream or something like that that is like extremely perishable. Sorry, that's an extreme example. But. Yeah,
1: I guess my my only stuff was like milk and eggs and that kind of stuff. There wasn't anything else.
0: Yeah, like we we don't even do, or we we get like a small jug of milk, but it, like for me, it, even if that ended up spoiled or whatever, like I I could just go downstairs and buy another another thing of milk from the the what is that place called? I can't remember the name of it. The Moana Mercantile in in the Polynesian. The, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah,
1: I and I I try not to. I mean, we bought a couple things, you know, from from like the. I don't want to call it the gift shop, but we, we bought it. We bought a couple of things from like the, the main, you know, store in the, in our resort, but it's so much more expensive to buy stuff that way. You know,
0: it is, but so. like I said, you know, replacing one or two things I'm willing to accept that risk. Sure. Versus sure. yeah. Versus waiting, you know, possibly like, you know, basically having to cancel my evening because my groceries aren't being delivered till nine o'clock or something like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No. And I, I could have, I mean, in hindsight, I, you know, I could have just had them had them take them. So I, I I just had never used the service before. We never even had, well, I shouldn't say we've never had food delivered. We've done it through Amazon before, but it wasn't, it was like, they just sent it in a box. We didn't do any refrigerated items. So it was just like a regular Amazon delivery that we had to pick up, you know? Right. It was all like, you know, dry good type things. So, uh, so we never ran into that problem before, but. But anyway, I, I, you know, so good news is if you're getting groceries delivered, it, it seems like this is not affected at all by that. And I, I honestly don't think that Disney's going to restrict that. I don't think they're, I mean, they could go the preferred provider route. I could see maybe that happening, but I, I mean, I don't know who who are they going to choose. I, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, mean,
0: the interesting thing with that is that I remember when we were signing up for Disney, they they made a point of of you know highlighting oh you know you can get groceries delivered to your resort because you know you're staying in a dvc uh room that has you know kitchen type stuff available but i remember that the the funny thing about it was that they said oh yeah you know we have a a grocery delivery service but even at the time they were kind of highlighting that it was very limited like it wasn't it wasn't the same as you know ordering from a garden grocer or amazon or anything like that and they, even they kind of hinted at, you know, there's other places you can go to get your groceries from. So I think if, if Disney was going to go to that extent where they were going to start providing groceries or they are a preferred provider, they would really have to step it up or they would have to make sure that like a garden grocer, or someone on that level is dealing with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I just, I. <laughs> I just popped up our Facebook group because I was getting alerts for it. And Damon is posted about not paying attention on the podcast <laughs> while he's on the podcast. He said, what? well, we're recording now and I'm not paying attention. Wonder what we are talking about. <laughs> oh, Damon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I I was listening to you, Trevor. I promise. I, <laughs> I know. I, I, uh, I just, I just kept seeing all these alerts pop up on my phone and I had to see what it was. And then sure enough, there it is. Damon's posting stuff while we're recording. So that's, that's pretty funny. So if you're not a part of our group yet, this is the kinds of things that you're missing as, uh, Damon shenanigans on our group. So.
0: Okay. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Okay. Why don't, why don't we try and finish this up before? <laughs>
1: okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't have anything else to say about this particular okay. thing. So, um, but I, I do, I do always, I, I feel like I should like want to always caution just people. Like when these initial reports come out, it's like, let's wait to hear from Disney before we freak out about stuff. Like let's put down the pitchforks and the torches and let's just wait to hear what actually is happening before we all freak out about things, you know? <laughs>
0: and, and also to that end, um, I actually, when I saw the revised, um, statement come out on it, I phoned yeah. Disney myself anyway just to make sure that, uh like I explained my particular use case to them mm-hmm. and they were like, Oh yeah, no, you're good. Like it, you know, well, you can call them and ask them as well.
1: <laughs> well, and this kind of stuff happens though too, sometimes where these things come out before they're meant to. And then maybe the call center people are not are not aware of it yet. Right. So then you're calling them up and they're like, Oh no, nothing's changed with that, but something has changed. They just haven't been made aware yet. You know, it's, it, right. it's that kind of stuff that it's, it makes things a little tricky.
0: Well, that, that's why, like, I, I didn't call the same day. I waited a couple of days because usually, yeah, you know, you give it two or three days and they usually know what's going on at that point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so don't, don't do the knee-jerk reaction thing. I think that's the larger (laughs) message here is, you know, you know, like read and process it first before, you know, going off on Disney for things. (laughs) Exactly,
1: Exactly. Exactly. So Damon kind of mentioned this a little bit. I, I saw an article here, and I thought this was DVC-related since this is Riviera. And I'm, I am i don't know if – I haven't seen anybody, like, mad about this, which they shouldn't be. But I, I don't know if you saw this, the, the Visa card holders, the Disney Visa card holders, which I, I am a Disney Visa, visa card holder. Uh, you can book uh, Disney's Riviera Resort uh, for nights between December 16th and March 31st uh, of up to
0: 40% off. So, I did wow. see that. But yeah, I kind of ignored it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it doesn't really apply. I, I guess what, you know, what's interesting here and and for those that don't kind of know how DVC works, you're kind of wondering, well, this is a DVC resort, why are they doing this, right? But, and that's because they they only uh, open they declare a certain amount of point inventory as they're selling them, right? So, right now only, I think I read 30% of the resort is declared at this point. So, that means the other 70% is cash inventory. So, because those points haven't been bought up by people yet, those points, uh, are, are, you know, not available yet, basically, for DVC members to use to book the resort. So the rest of those points need to be booked with cash. Uh, the rest of the rooms, I should say, need to be, uh, you know, booked with cash. So this is, uh, I, I think this is interesting. I, I don't, I'm trying to think back if they did this with any of the other resorts. And I, I also don't know, like, you know, any like, did they do this with Copper Creek when Copper Creek was selling? And I, I don't really remember them doing it. But it makes me think that maybe some, some bookings are a little bit slow at Riviera, whether it's the cost or unfamiliarity with it. Or I, I don't know. There's a lot of reasons, I guess, why it might not be. You know, booking up or people you know waiting for for Star Wars. Although uh, all of the uh, all the rides should be open by December sixteenth when the, the resort opens. But I did think it's interesting that they're offering this kind of of thing.
0: Yeah, and I, I think actually Star Wars might be part of a reason why it has been slow because um, you know people knew Riviera was coming, but you, you know it's it, the the use case for Riviera is very specific because. You know, people who want to buy it direct because you, you know that you're not going to see resale anytime soon. So it has to be somebody that wants to buy it direct if they're talking points. And then also the, the timing of when it opens is right around when, you know, the second ride opens in the Star Wars land. So, um, people are not necessarily that interested on being here for that time. So, so yeah, the amount of people actually booking rooms at Riviera is less. And then, I'm sure that also affects the the cash um the cash purchase side as well is that you know people are are looking at Riviera and going oh you know it looks nice but I don't have any real reason to be there right now and in fact you know Star Wars land is kind of I I think it's almost acting as a bit of a deterrent right now like it I don't want to say Disney shot themselves in the foot with it but but they shot
1: know, themselves in the foot with it Well,
0: yeah, I mean, all all the hype that built up around it, like I know now, like, you know, we're watching it on Facebook and we're, you know, we're actively involved in groups talking about it. And you just hear people saying, you know, it's quiet there right now. You know, there's no, there's no, or the wait times aren't ridiculous like they were with Avatar, but then other people are saying, well, yeah, just wait until Rise of the Resistance opens and then it's going to blow up. I think that mentality is just keeping a lot of people away. And it's, and it's, you know, people hearing those comments and going, uh, ah, I don't want to deal with that. I'm going to hold off for a year. And so Disney is seeing that, you know, they're not getting the bookings that they wanted for this resort. And so they are making these incentives to try and draw people there because yeah, the, the, I think that there's enough negative going on around Star Wars that it's actually affecting these things as, as I wouldn't say it's crazy. It's, you know, it kind of makes sense, right? Like, you know, people that I talk to that aren't in tune with this stuff all the time, usually the first comment is, oh, you know, that Star Wars land place. Yeah, I bet it's, you know, just wall to wall people. And it's like, actually, no, it's, no, it isn't. But, you know, you're not looking at that. You're just going off of, you know, the the big rumor of Star Wars land and then discounting that, you know, that's not somewhere I want to be because, you know, let the hype die down around it and then I'll look at it in a year or two.
1: Yeah. And I, I will tell you when we went, it was, I would not characterize it as dead at all. It was, it was busy.
0: Well, I mean, it, I, I would think, you know, we, when we went into Pandora, like that was by and far busier than the rest of Animal Kingdom when we were there. But it wasn't anything like I, I remember seeing pictures of when Flight of Passage came out, and like like the lineups that went all the way back to the entrance of Animal Kingdom. You haven't had that at like, like they've done it. They've approached it differently, right? Like they they've really tried to make sure that they haven't had a repeat of that. But I think they've almost swung too far the other way this time, and now people are just not going. So so now you're seeing you know resorts like the Riviera. Where they're not getting the bookings as fast as I think they would want to. And that's why you're seeing, you know, 40% off. Like, I, I can't remember the last time I saw 40% off on a room. Like, even with the Canadian discounts.
1: <laughs> yeah, that feels... It feels pretty high to me. Yeah. Uh, it feels it feels like a lot to me. It, it, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Because it definitely feels like a lot more than I would expect, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, it... it, it Like I said, that's just my thoughts around is that it feels like they're doing this out of, you know, they've got the metrics and everything of, you know, how quickly people are booking up rooms and stuff. And I feel like they've I feel like they've been bit by people just not or deciding to not come to the parks. Like like if you look at the, the window from December 16th to March 31st, like that's a slow time of year as it is. That's true. And the fact that they're trying to, you know, draw people in there, it yeah, I think I think this is a a result of, you know, people just being afraid to go there because they think it's going to be busy.
1: Yeah, I I would I would definitely agree with that. I I think that's true. Uh the people are like we said, they kind of hyped it up so much that people were afraid to go that there was going to be crazy crazy lines and, you know, which like I said it was busy but it wasn't crazy busy i mean we we took pictures in front of the entrance and there were not that many people walking behind us but i also think that's part of that's too is because they have extra magic hours every morning at 6 a.m so a lot of the people show up at 6 a.m get the stuff done walk around and you know and then uh, people like us we roll in at nine o'clock <laughs> you know yep. so it's it's i i i do think they've done a lot of things to make it a lot easier for people to 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 go to Star Wars and, and not feel like it's too, uh, too busy, but I, I do think it's gonna get a lot busier once Rise of the Resistance opens. Then it's, then you're gonna, I feel like it's gonna happen where, if you look at like Pandora, the Millennium Falcon ride is Navi River Journey, right? <laughs> it's the, <laughs> it's, it's the lower tier. It's, it's not bad, but it's not the, the featured attraction there, right? And so, if you look at Rise of the Resistance, like Flight of, pa- uh, like Flight of Passage, I actually think it's like Flight of Passage, like times ten, maybe. Then we're gonna get the kind of things that we saw before at Pandora. I think uh, at Galaxy's Edge. That's just I, that's just my prediction of what the, what's gonna happen because I I feel like once that opens, then you're gonna have your complete land, you know, and and you're gonna start seeing all of all of those people coming now for that ride. And you know, if they have time, they'll hit up the Millennium Falcon.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I don't disagree, but I, I think the only thing you'll see that's different is so with Pandora, it remember it was like 300 minute wait lines. Like I, I did see, um, the tail end of that where they had, you know, the lineups going through the land and they had people there doing, um, traffic control, you know, stopping and starting people from crossing parts of the, like, cause the line would cross one of the pathways and they would have to block off the line on either side. I don't think you're going to see that with rise of the resistance because of the virtual queue. And, yeah, and because of that, I think what you're going to see is a whole bunch of people in Hollywood studios kind of standing around, you know, not, or, you know, maybe doing rides, but you know, not like kind of standing around waiting for their time in the virtual queue to go in. And then, yeah, I mean, Star Wars land will be busy. I, I, I gotta wonder if they'll implement, you know, the, the windows at some point if it gets too crazy. Yeah, we, we kind of got off on a tangent here from the Riviera. We, we went back to Hollywood studio. You know what though? Again.
1: I think it's all related.
0: <laughs> it is. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, yeah, th- this discount thing doesn't, uh, Again, if I could actually get a Disney visa, I might have been interested, but as a Canadian, oh, yeah, they don't yeah, offer them to us either. So.
1: Sorry, man. That's
0: yeah, no, bummer. it's, you know,
1: no. I'm surprised Damon wasn't interested in this patent for the user controlled tra- trackless system. Is are we just the only nerds here? I, I thought we were, I thought Damon was a nerd too, like a secret nerd. I, I think
0: Damon wants to see the practical application of it.
1: Yeah, but let's dream, man. Let's,
0: let's, let's, uh, armchair imagineer this thing, you know? (laughs) So, so according to the pictures, it's a, so it's like a four person ride and it sits on like a disc and everybody is, you know, sitting in front of, uh, um, a terminal and they each have buttons to control this thing, right? Like it, it looks like, you know, you need, you need you and three other people and you have to drive this thing around. In order to do things in the ride, um, kind of. Or I'm trying to think. There was um, at Disney Quest. There was a Buzz Lightyear thing. Uh, Did you ever go to Disney Quest?
1: I did, but it's been a really long time.
0: Yeah. So there was a um, there was a Buzz Lightyear. It was like bumper cars, but you would have to actually drive over the balls to pick them up and load them into the car. And then you would, and then you'd shoot them out of a cannon in the front. It it kind of seems like something on that level. Like, it I guess my only problem with, with this kind of um ride design is that it's, you know, that the trackless rides are great because they're still following a semi linear path. Like they will go off and do their own things, but it's following a path. This, this uh having the ride controlled by the people riding it I feel that actually starts to limit what they can or can't do with it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I, I it does. It does make sense to me. Um I I think of a lot of different things with this. Right? I, I feel like it's it feels really low capacity to me. Right?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, four, but I, I guess the idea is, you know, you, you could load up or think about, um, think about Midway Mania, right? Yeah. Like those are four people per car. And, and actually it's eight because there's two, cause there's,
1: yeah, there's two, two things in a train. Yeah. Right? Two
0: attached so. together. And so, I mean, it's the same kind of thing as, you know, loading and unloading would be probably about the same speed as Midway Mania. But then when you're in the ride, I, I guess, the problem with these is, you know, when it's driven by the the user is, you know, you either get people that, um, or I guess you get, you get two schools of thought is, you know, people that, you know, want to understand it, you know, it's kind of like a video game, right? Where you know, you play through it and you, you understand how it works and people will go through the ride quicker. And then there's other people that, you know, don't understand what's going on. Like, is the ride going to be affected by whether people do well in it or not? Or will it eventually, you know, give up, you know, if if you're trying to do something, does it just eventually stop and say, okay, you know, now we're going to go down or through this door and continue on with the ride. Does
1: the Autopilot just take over and, yeah. and go like, you're inept. Uh, we're going to continue, <laughs> you know. Yeah, c-
0: kind of like uh, Mission Space does that. Yeah, with, Mission uh, Space does that. Yeah, you know, if, if you don't push the button fast enough, it just overrides it. So,
1: well, I, th- it's funny because this picture, it almost looks like a bumper car.
0: You know, like, it looks like a bumper car. That's what I was saying, it reminds me of the Buzz Lightyear thing in in Disney Quest, because that was like bumper cars, but you were picking up balls and shooting them at other people. Hmm. I mean, it's, yeah.
1: I feel like I, when they design these things... I mean, I know sometimes they just design stuff to design stuff, right? Like they just have ideas and then they patent it and all that stuff. But I feel like usually when they have patents out there that they're for a specific purpose of some sort. But for the life of me looking at this, I cannot think of what this would be for. Like what what they would use this with. Like what IP they might use it with uh, or even how... I I mean, are you working together to get places? Are you working against each other? Uh, are you working? You know, I just think anytime it's it's kind of the Millennium Falcon smuggler's run, right? Uh, argument. It's like, well, if you have bad pilots, it's going to ruin. And you're not the pilots, then it can ruin the whole game for you, right? It ruin yeah. the whole ride for you. It's it's the same kind of thing.
0: Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, that that's kind of where I was going with it is. Yeah, you you know, you and, you and another person can get on and then the, the two other people you get on with, you know, if you're not on, if you're not thinking about it the same way, it can end up being very frustrating. So I, I, I feel like, I feel like this kind of ride design, you know, if, if you were just controlling your own ride individually or, you know, max two to three people, I think it would be okay, but. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as you start having, you know, a larger group trying to govern itself, it it kind of turns into a herding cats scenario.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that characterization of it. I was just, I was thinking about that. I, you gave me a, a good visual in my head there. <laughs> well,
0: it, it is. I mean, yeah, I, sorry, I, I use that term all the time, herding cats, because, I mean, well... You'll know when 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 your when your daughter gets older. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I,
1: Did 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 we? I do. I don't think we read the actual description of the patent. Do we want to read that or
0: no? Uh, sure. Go ahead.
1: Uh, recently, there's been an increasing demand for rides that allow participants to interact. Hence, there there remains a need for a new attraction that allows even even forces passengers of a vehicle, a vehicle to collaborate to effectively or successfully control operations of their vehicle. In some preferred examples it may be useful for the attraction to be designed to require collaboration of the vehicle passengers to maneuver a vehicle in a particular ride or attraction space to participate in a game, to achieve a particular goal for a play space to move along the ride path while also avoiding obstacles and other vehicles
0: or the like. See, I think they failed at, uh, collaborate, collaborate effectively. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, if you're
1: doing it with people that you know, then maybe you can collaborate effectively. But I don't know. I, I don't know if you've got the escape room, uh, you know, trend going yes. on up in Canada, but I've gone to my friends with escape rooms and they're my friends and I, we still don't collaborate effectively. So it's, you know, it's, it's like you said, hurting cats, right? So, yeah, so, so yeah,
0: here, here's the thing. Um, my brother and I actually do a lot of escape rooms. We, we really enjoy them. And there was a company here that, uh, they don't do it anymore. So, um, they used to just, uh, group random people together. So you would just book for however many were in your party and then they would just match you up with other people until it filled up the, the size of the room. So the difference with that is, that, yeah, kind of what you're saying, you know, we, we've gone with friends and it's worked out okay because, you know, we, we know these people and we can communicate with them well enough to get things done. But going in with complete strangers into an escape room is a total exercise in patience.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, and you're right. You never, you never know what you're going to get. Right. And, and that's where I think this kind of ride design, that's where the failure is going to come in because, you know, sometimes you can get people that, you know, everybody at least knows what the objective is and you can get through it nicely or you'll get people that just you know, don't have any idea or don't want to do it, which is crazy. You know, people get on a ride, but they don't actually want to do it. I don't know. But
1: uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm sure it it happens. Yeah. All the time. Right. So um, I like the idea of this. I just don't. I, I think until I saw how it would be used, I don't I don't know. I just don't know. I can't visualize how this would work.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the workflow diagram and it's very, yeah, it's, it's assuming a lot.
1: (laughs) So listen, I'm just looking at our time here and man, we should probably cut this off in the next 15 minutes and we have a couple other things on here. So. All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We'll, we'll stop. We, we can nerd out later. Yeah. We actually. You know what, maybe we should, um, if people want to talk about this on the Facebook group, like, maybe we should start doing a couple of posts for these nerdy things if people really want to get into it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. no, I I agree, and I, I think it's a fun discussion to see what people might come up with, with how, with, uh, you know, what this might be used with. You know, Disney's all about the IPs these days, and they have a ton of them, so... How would they use this? What IP would they use? I'm, I'm, I just thought to myself, wouldn't it be? I, I could see them maybe doing an Avengers thing where each person at the table is a different Avenger and has a different role in the game that they're playing or something. I don't know. I could yeah. see that. It's I mean, that,
0: yeah, that, that was kind of my thought too. Is you know something like Tony Stark or like, or yes, yeah, Stark Industries kind of thing. I don't know, but
1: yeah. So the next thing I had on here is my biggest disappointment of the trip, of my trip is that I didn't make it to the Epcot Experience Center. Uh, it opened on October 1st. I was there. I really wanted to go. Did not go. Really bummed about it. But I thought one of the interesting things they revealed there was that the, after Spaceship Earth is, uh, overhauled, it's going to be called Spaceship Earth, our shared story. Now listen, no one's going to call it the full name. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's still just going to call it Spaceship Earth. Um, or the ball. Or the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of get... I feel like my eye twitches every time somebody calls it the ball. But, you know, I, I maybe that's just me being a Disney purist here. I need to hear you say Spaceship Earth. Oh, let's go to the golf ball. No. No, it's Spaceship Earth. How dare you disrespect Spaceship Earth with a golf
0: ball reference. <laughs> But you know what Uh, they're talking about though. Yeah. yeah, It's it's still, I will still take that over the haunted house.
1: You know, it's weird though. That's actually true. I'm with you on that. In calling it the haunted house. (laughs) But it's weird though because I don't care about any of the other, like, park icons that same way. Like, if you, if you just call it the castle in Magic Kingdom, that's fine. I'm cool with it. It -hmm. doesn't have to be Cinderella Castle. Just, you can just call it the castle. Like, I don't care if you call it the tree of life in Animal Kingdom. Call it the tree. That's fine. But for some reason, this one irks me. (laughs) i don't know why
0: or also one thing that i've seen a lot too is that people think spaceship earth is epcot Mm. like all inside it well yeah like like they they go oh you know you're going to epcot right and it's like yeah the ball the ball the ball's in epcot like
1: the ball is in epcot (laughs) it's what you think about when you see epcot or you think about epcot it's you know what what you go with but Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so,
2: <laughs> anyway. We're, we're,
1: I, I definitely go check out the Epcot Experience Center. From the videos and pictures I've seen, it looks very, very cool. Um, so, I, I'm sad I missed it. Uh, plus, my favorite popcorn is now being sold there. Uh, it's not in front of the Imagination Pavilion anymore. It's now in the Epcot Experience Center. But it looks super cool.
0: I so, will be stopping at that popcorn stand because I like that popcorn too. That popcorn is the best.
1: They mm-hmm. actually shut down the stand that it was at and moved it to uh, the Experience Center, so uh, that's the only place you can get it now. Uh But, you know, there's going to be new narration, a new mer- uh, musical score, and then there's also going to be a, quote, story light element that's going to uh, bring each scene energy and beauty and tie the whole thing together. Um And then, you know, for those that don't know, I think we talked about it on the D23 show we did, but um basically the ride is all the scenes leading up to the part where the uh, newspapers are being printed those are all going to be refreshed and then every scene after that is basically going to be brand new which you know means we're going to lose our 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 you know yellow uh stocking uh, you know with the uh, scientist uh you know in in the uh in, in the lab there <laughs> and, the and and her creepy counterpart which i just realized this last trip he's like super creepy if you look him in the face just don't don't do it Um, (laughs) I don't know why he's creepy. He just is. Um, But yeah, so we're going to lose that whole scene, which is kind of a bummer. But it's nice to see that they're going to pay some attention to this ride. It needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. So I like the new name. I'm fine with it. Like I said, I don't really care that much because, as we've said before, I mean, people still call, you know, people still call uh, Hollywood Studios uh, MGM. And, you know, people are never going to call Galaxy's Edge Galaxy's Edge. People call it Star Wars Land. So it's, people are gonna call it what they wanna call it. It's kind of a long name and a mouthful to say Spaceship Earth, our shared story. So.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's probably just for the sake of them rebranding it for, um whoever they get to do the, uh, the narration on it.
1: I'm hoping for like a Morgan Freeman, although I am gonna miss i'm gonna miss uh I'm gonna miss the current narrator Judy name. Dench thank you Dame Judy Dench right Oh, right Sorry. Dame <laughs> that's Judy right Dench. you gotta gotta say that um so yeah no I am gonna miss her but i i I'll be interested to see who they who they choose because they've always had some really good narrators over the years so um okay cool yeah so Damon t- you want to talk about this uh photo pass archive USB thing I didn't think Damon was gonna feel so passionate about this
0: well i I'm right in line with damon on this why so oh i'm with you too so yeah the the whole point of this is that um or the description says uh guests with memory maker or walt disney world resort annual pass with photo pass included can now purchase a disney photo pass archive usb product from the website with this new product all of your disney photo pass photos and videos viewable in your Disney account at the time of purchase will be loaded onto a USB that's easy to store and share for 34.95 like yeah that that's the thing is i can you know on amazon i can find like a 5 or 10 dollar usb stick and i can download my photos myself and put them on there so this is i i am not the market for this i i, I guess yeah like, <laughs> like what damon man. was saying is you know th- these are people that um i guess don't know how to use this kind of technology like i i understand you know i i I work in technology so to me this seems very trivial i understand that there's people that um that may you know want to get something like this i i and i understand you know for the prices you know that i'm sure they're probably bundling shipping and everything in there too
1: no it says shipping and taxes are additional what
0: oh then the deal breaker right there (laughs) Why would you do that?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> like, to be fair, they had before this, and I think they still have. Can't you buy like the, a CD of them too?
0: Yeah, yeah. It used to be you would order a CD, and the, I think the CD was only like ten dollars or something like that. So. I seem to remember the CD being more expensive. I thought
1: that I seem to remember the CD being like a hundred dollars. Really? I don't remember that. I mean, I'm I'm
0: blanking here. Hmm, I don't. I think I I looked at the CD once.
1: $99. Look at that, man. Well, I am oh, I am geez. on the ball here. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: Okay, then. Yeah, obviously, I I must have tuned that out then because I, I probably looked at it and went, I'm not paying that much for a CD. I can make that myself. Well, that's the thing. If you've already,
1: although this is saying that it's going to be available to annual pass holders and guests with Memory Maker. So, I guess if you're a pass holder like you and I are, I, I can see it because we, it was included with the, you know, Memory Maker was included with the cost of our, of our, our of our passes, right? Yeah. But, for if you're buying Memory Maker and then on top of that paying what's probably going to end up being fifty dollars, you know, once taxes and and shipping is on there, that seems like a lot for. And I was going to say this is obviously for people who are not tech savvy, but I guess you still have to be tech savvy to stick a USB drive in a computer and figure out how to get those files off it. So I I
0: I don't know who this is for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I guess because like when I do my my Memory Maker download it. I have enough photos that it splits it up into a couple of archives. So I can see where that would be confusing for people, you know, trying to get all their stuff together. So I, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know, Disney's providing a service here and that's, that's fair. Um It's just, yeah, And if you want to use
1: it, then use it. I mean, it's yeah. an option, right? I mean, I, I don't care if they offer it. I just, I would not use it.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely on the, I'm the, I'm on the fringe for, you know, who would this be applicable to because yeah it's it it i can't justify that amount of money for a usb stick
1: <laughs> yeah it's 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 cra- it's crazy but i yeah. mean i i think i i'm not going to lie i think i uh got a cd i think i maybe bought the cd one year years and years and years ago <sighs> but I don't know why uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, this was before I, this is a long time. I think this was like 10 years ago and it was, you know, you didn't have as many online storage options for things where you could back things up, you know, right? it was. And so I think that's why I did it as like an archive. But if you were to ask me to find that CD right now, I have no idea where it is. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I, I know I bought one. I just don't, I have no idea where it is. I mean, it's, we, you know, we have those pictures saved somewhere else, but I, I think I bought it as to make sure, you know, like we have these pictures for, for the future. But I, you know, obviously that didn't work out very well cause I don't know where they, where it is. So, well, and, and the funny
0: thing too, is that, um, I don't know about you, but I'm finding less and less that I have CD-ROM drives available oh, yeah. on my computers because you, you don't need them anymore. So it's kind of the same problem as floppy disks. Like, or any physical media over the years is that eventually it gets phased out and if you don't, you know, keep a means of accessing it, then the media itself becomes useless. So.
1: That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. I, I got some floppy disks lying around.
0: I'm just, I'm just kidding. I really do I, I used to just out of novelty and then I think I got rid of them. Eventually. For all the
1: kids out there, you know, back in the day, you used to have, you know, a little floppy disk that you could fit like three megabytes on. (laughs) So you could probably put one picture on there, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. At at the, at the quality they do pictures nowadays, actually you could, so my phone takes pictures that uh, I would need probably about eight or nine disks to store (laughs) one photo. Oh my gosh! So it it would be like if they did it on floppy disks. Do you remember when you used to be able to buy Windows and it came on like fifteen disks? Yeah, insert disk three. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Insert disk four. (laughs) Could could you could you imagine? You know, that would be actually that would be a great April Fools' joke for Disney, is if they took this you know USB available. Service.
1: Did it on floppy disks? Yeah, and said, we'll send
0: you like 3000 floppy disks with your photos.
1: (laughs) That'd be hilarious. But also just really cumbersome. And I I mean, I doubt you could even find that many floppy disks. You'd have to manufacture them. (laughs) Yeah, they
0: they would arrive in a small shipping container.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And weigh a ton. So I don't know how we got talking about floppy disks, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything else on this before we talk about the plant-based menu items that Damon kind of talked about a little bit
0: no nope, don't like it not going to use the discs so let's move yeah, on
1: me either yeah. um, I, I do so it's funny to me because I saw people getting annoyed about this and I'm like why like just don't like it doesn't really? affect you yeah I, I, I there's a lot of people that have a problem just in general with the plant-based meat stuff and I just I'm like why are you getting it's not taking anyway anything away from you it's just another option for people. Like, it's not removing an option from the menu, it's just another option that people can partake in if they like to. And, you know, listen, I'm probably not gonna have any of it. It's just not, you know, something I'm interested in. But, you know, my, my best friend is, is, uh, is a vegetarian, and, and when we were down at Disney, you know, he was, he was with us, he's part of our party. Uh, you know, Disney's so friendly to vegetarians, and there's a whole booth this year at Food and Wine that was just plant-based meats. And he was like, I, he, he had eaten at all the booths last year at, at food and wine. And he said the plant-based meat, uh, one was actually the best one. And my sister, who's not a vegetarian, uh, agreed with him. Uh, she, she ate all the foods there and she said they were amazing. So I, I think more options are a good thing. I mean, I, I don't, you know, and listen, I know some people are going to be like, well, it's not healthier and stuff like that. Well, does that matter? I mean, I, you know, it doesn't matter if it's healthier or not. I mean, I don't think anybody. I don't think everybody's going into it and going, Oh, I'm eating this plant-based meat. So it must be a lot healthier for me. It's just, you know, people have lots of other reasons why they can't eat meat or don't want to eat meat. So, you know, listen, I, I, I'm all for more options, give more people, you know, the more people you can give options to, the better. And, and now, you know, my, my best friend doesn't have to order, you know, sides off the menu for his meal because there's going to be options, you know?
0: Yeah. That, that, that's exactly is, you know, I, Um, same thing. I, I I've family members that, uh, that have gone vegetarian and in talking with them, you know, they, they have the same struggle where it's like, you know, you don't want to just go or you, you're limited on being able to go to like a fast food restaurant because all you can do is order the salad off the menu and that's not appealing. So I I get why Disney is doing this because it, it is definitely more inclusive because, yeah, there's people that, you know, they, they still want to have that burger, have that. And, and I guess that's the thing is, you know, they're talking about plant-based meats, but it's not just that. There is like, like they're, they're doing a bunch of different things. So I, I, I think this is, you know, just widening the options for all of us because, you know, the people who specifically want to look for vegetarian meals can do so. But even kind of like what Damon said earlier, you know, he's, he's not, Going vegetarian, but you know, you, you, like for myself, I'm looking at that stuff a lot more and it, it's purely just out of, you know, options and out of having something different than, you know, the standard burger and fries that I order when I'm there. So yeah, maybe I, you just want to
1: try something different too, you know? Yeah.
0: I, 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 think this is all around a good thing that the, be, because it, it also, you know, it, it talks to the fact that Disney is. They are looking to offer something better than the standard. They they don't for a long time. They all they offered was you know the, the standard fast food fare, and they're really trying to get away from that. And I, and I think this is a good step for them. I, I like why why would you not you know look at these things because you know it's the way people are trending with eating, and it's the way that you know more and more people are looking at plant based alternatives. So why would Disney not? try to embrace that.
1: Exactly. I, I, and I, I think it's, uh, you know, they've kind of been a leader in this, in this area. And, you know, Disney, I, I think in general, Disney just wants to cater to everybody. Right. And that's a yeah. hard thing to do. You know, we <laughs> can't, you can't cater to absolutely everybody. Cause there's always going to be somebody that feels like they're, you know, being forgotten, you know? Um, And, and, you know, even to the point where, you know, I don't know if Disney loves some of the service animals or, you know, the emotional support animals that are in the parks, but they also want to cater to absolutely everybody, right? So like that kind of stuff, they're just going to, they're going to cater to all the people that they can. They're going to let, you know, people bring in miniature horses, which is actually in the policy, by the way. Go read the policy. You're allowed to bring a miniature horse in. Um, (laughs) oh.
0: Go find a horse to bring with myself next time.
1: I kind of want to just to see if like what like to, how <laughs> well to they the know books. their own policy. <laughs> yeah, like it's in there. I've I've read it before. It's you can get it. Bring in a miniature horse. Like, I, but I've never seen it. But I want to see it. Like, that,
0: that's honestly that, that's so much. Like, I couldn't imagine the work behind that. I know. I know people who have those kinds of animals, you know, they take care of them, but I'm just like, God, I couldn't do that. (laughs) No, I couldn't either. I couldn't either.
1: All right. Well, let's, let's wrap this thing up. We've, we've got, we've talked a lot longer than I thought we were Uh, going to this episode based on the topic. So
0: (laughs) yeah, one last thing on, on, on the vegan based options. Um, also not, not just for people who want to be vegan. So for myself, I don't deal well with dairy. And this also does kind of appeal to me on that level as well, because I've got, there are some, menu items that I just avoid because, you know, there's, uh, you know, cream or cheese or whatever in it. And I don't want to do, I don't want to eat that when I'm on vacation because it upsets my stomach and ruins, kind of ruins my trip a little bit. So again, it's not even just necessarily about, you know, people who want to avoid meat. Like there's, yeah, I I think, I think this benefits everybody. (laughs)
1: I agree. I, I yeah. think it's a a good thing for for everybody. So, yeah. yeah. Try it out if you want to. They they've all launched on October 1st in in Disney World and uh and October 3rd, so that's already happened. So, there's a lot of new options coming up. I've been seeing some of these pop up on some of the Disney blogs. Uh but they're saying there's going to be more than 400 uh plant-based dishes that are going to be launching, uh which again, I think is pretty cool. So,
0: yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I got a month and then I'll get to try them myself. There you go. Cool. All <laughs> right,
1: right, so let's wrap this thing up. Yep.
0: Okay. <clears throat> I just realized I've been sitting in one position for way too long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to comment now that you clear your throat too often, Trevor. So
0: probably. <laughs> but I've, I'm also I, I've been sitting in this chair and I've been slowly slouching off to my side and and I realized that that's probably not good for me actually speaking into the microphone. So probably not. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Anyway, alright, let's wrap this up. Uh, so to, to comment on how out of it we are, um, you can email <laughs> us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com and, uh, send us a wake up call because, uh, I think we were all asleep on this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think it was a good
0: episode. I, I think so too, but I, I know, I, I know, yeah, with you coming back from your trip and it, yeah, th- th- this was just, uh, it, 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 I don't think it was our most energetic episode.
1: <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah, that's a fair maybe point. I mean Damon left should... like a half hour in, so he's he's sleeping right now. Or commenting on Facebook about how boring he was how bored he was with the episode. So Yeah.
0: I was gonna say, you know, maybe uh I, I know there's other podcasts out there that uh get Joffrey's coffee to sponsor them. Maybe we should do the same.
1: I yeah, I mean I think we do. I, I don't drink coffee, but you know
0: we, well I think we we might just need them to send us some samples for the next episode.
1: We get Red Bull to sponsor us; that would be great. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I can't drink Red Bull, but if uh, you
0: want to, by all means. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so so yeah. If you if you have any questions about our drink uh, um, selections, yeah, you uh, you know, send us questions by email. <laughs> um, if, if you uh, if you want to reach us on social media, you can find us on Facebook as uh, Welcome Home Podcast. Uh, Twitter is welcome home pod and Instagram is welcome home picks. If you want to follow us on there to get, uh, updates when we add photos and stories and stuff like that. Um, we also have the Facebook group now, which is,
1: uh, welcome home DVC members.
0: Yes. And I, I think we're just going to stay with that name because everyone seems to to like it. So, it
1: won the vote, man. I, yep. Listen, I, I don't want anyone to feel like they can't be in it because it has DVC members in it, but I, I, I think, I think we, people understand they can be in the group without being DVC members. Yeah, you know, exactly. We, we have a lot of listeners that aren't DVC members
0: and that's fine. Be part of the group. Yeah, because we we want to talk to you guys. And also, if uh, you guys wanted to uh, get some merchandise, you know, like a, a cool mug or a, a shirt or something like that, you can go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com. And you can check out all the cool stuff we have available there.
1: Yeah, so check yeah. out our store. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Oh, I, I was just going to say. Yeah, I. I. I don't think we have. Or we were talking about pins, but I don't think any of us have had time to look into that yet. We haven't had time to do it, unfortunately. Yeah. We were
1: going to do a uh, special uh, Damon birthday pins, but uh, we we haven't gotten mm-hmm. around to that yet, unfortunately. I, 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 we always our ambitions are much bigger than our available time, unfortunately. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and I
0: think right now, like with your trip and then mine and Damon's coming up here pretty fast. it's... yeah, yeah just just bad timing
1: <laughs> it, <laughs> it is bad it's time. bad timing we'll 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 get around to these things eventually we do i mean we talked about the store for like six months before we got around to doing it and so <laughs> it happened eventually yeah so go and, ahead
0: and yeah the only other thing i was going to say is uh if you found us on itunes or on google play or spotify or whatever we do like reviews on those services because uh, it helps us understand things we should work on and it also helps the visibility of the podcast so you know more people can find us and listen to us yeah
1: and uh, you know keep those reviews coming in we we like reading them I mean, whether they're bad or good it kind of makes us laugh so we like them uh and and some of you guys have written some really funny stuff in there too so <laughs> yeah. um yeah, we, we enjoy, we enjoy them, uh, for sure. Especially when you guys bash Damon, that's my favorite. <laughs> I'm only saying that cause he's not here, but it's, it always gives me a laugh. Anyway. Don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Sp- Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app that's available. Just search for Welcome Home, look for the one that says Disney and DVC, and then you'll uh, you'll find us. Don't don't look at those other ones. We're the only Welcome Home that matters to you. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners: Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such any opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult your DVC representative or uh, Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. Uh, big thank you uh, to our sponsor today, um, DVC uh, rental store. Uh, they are great. And uh, we really appreciate them sponsoring the show and being a partner of ours. Um, so go and check them out uh, if you can. And of course, uh, join us next time for more Disney parks discussion, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon.